Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Now, praise God. Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters. My name is Chaplain Otis Gordon, and I am going to go on a journey with you. This is the house for the broken. This is where you can call in. The number you can call in is 484-273-2430. 484-273-2430. And what we're going to do is we're going to go through a journey in the book of Psalms. As I read the book of Psalms, it's something that gives us a delight and gives us joy and it encourages us. And so today our theme is going to be as we minister to the broken and the brokenhearted is counsel. And we're going to start with Psalms number one. Psalms number one is one of my favorite Psalms. It starts out with blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So my question is, well, what count, what is counsel? What is he talking about? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, there are so many people that are giving us advice and, and giving us insight and giving us their opinion. But to me, the only opinion that counts to me is God's word. So many people have tried to disprove God's word, try to make it seem like man wrote it. and, and But in many ways, people are looking for excuses not to believe God's word because you can't take a little bit today and then when it says something that you don't agree with tomorrow, <laughs> you don't you don't you don't you don't like God's word. So I'm all in. I believe in the sovereignty of God. And and this is a house for the broken. And he says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Counsel is when you're getting advice from somebody. That's not to your best interest. Now I think about counsel. And over in 1 Kings chapter 22. um, These two kings are going out to battle. And one king is a wicked king. Ahaz. And the other king is a good king. Jehoshaphat. And, and, And I wondered in my mind. I said how could this good king. Jehoshaphat go out to battle. With this wicked king. Now. Again, blessed is the man who walks down in the council of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, understand this. As Jehoshaphat is making an allegiance with Ahab, Jehoshaphat makes this statement. I will go out to battle with you, but let's first inquire of the Lord. Let's seek God's counsel. That is good advice. That is the best advice. The Bible says if you lack wisdom, God says in James, 
ask and he will give wisdom to those that ask. But you got to ask for it. See, we have become a people where we know everything and we don't need anyone to tell us anything. So Ahab is going out to battle with Jehoshaphat is going out to battle with Ahab. And they seek the counsel. And, and, and the Bible says that Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 22, it says that Ahab had 400 prophets that said, go ahead, king. You're going to get the battle. You're going to win, king. Everything is groovy. And Jehoshaphat, to me, it's a real funny portion of scripture because even though he has gotten this good report from 400 people who are admonishing the king that he's going to get the victory, Jehoshaphat says, is there any, is there not a prophet from God here? So basically he's saying, these guys are telling you what you want to hear. Is there somebody from God that's really hearing from God? See, we need to be seeking the counsel of God in this society today. And we need to be asking the question, is there anybody who's really genuinely seeking God's counsel? So the king and Jehoshaphat, I wondered why they made an allegiance. Because one was wicked and one was good. Well, Jehoshaphat's son had married Ahab's daughter. So they had a marriage allegiance. So basically... Jehoshaphat went out to battle with this king because they had an allegiance in marriage. You find that in 1 Chronicles, no, 2 Chronicles 18. You'll find the allegiance of how they got married. But understand this. The king knew that the counsel of his boys, the 400 prophets, wasn't his best counsel because when Jehoshaphat asked them, is there not a prophet from God here? He says, yes, there's one. Yeah, there's one guy. He never tells me what we want to hear. Just because somebody doesn't tell you what you want to hear doesn't mean the advice or the counsel that they're giving you is wrong. But what are you basing it off of? Are you basing it off of um, your own opinion, your own intellect? What are you basing your faith off today? So he said, yeah, there's one, but he never tells me what I want to hear. His name is Micah. And Jehoshaphat says, Go get him. Go get him. We won't go out to battle until we hear what he has to say. So they go and get this king. And the interesting thing, the servants that go to get the prophet Micah, on the way back, you find this story in 2 Kings chapter 22. You find that this story, this man is talking to him. He said this. He said, the servant who went to get Micah, he says, you know, everybody is saying this. They're giving the king a good report. He said, let your speech match their speech so that we can just keep it moving, keep it moving. And Micah says, I will only speak what God tells me to speak. When I go to this word of God right here, I believe in the unadulterated word of God. I believe that every word of God is inspired by God. I believe that this is God's word. And you can't change my mind about that. But nevertheless, the king comes and he's sitting next to uh, Jehoshaphat and he says, hey, um, are we going to get this victory? And and Micah facetiously says, uh, yeah, go ahead. You want to win? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Because basically, he's thinking to himself, you really don't want to know what I got to say because you ain't listened to me all these years. Why are you going to listen to me now? <laughs> so the Bible says that the king says, didn't I tell you to tell me the truth? So it's almost like this guy knows that the other 400 guys are not telling him the truth, but this one guy is. But he won't listen to the one guy. Why? Because the one guy is not giving him his own way. The one guy is not letting getting them, letting them off the slack. Let me tell you something. I value friends in my life who tell me the truth. I don't need yes men around me. I need people who are bold enough to say when I made a mistake that I was wrong. If you have any questions and you want to call in, the phone number is 484-273-2430. This is a live call-in show. This is not, it's not a show, it's a ministry. So, so when the king tells him, didn't I tell you always tell me the truth? So then Micah says, I saw Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. Basically, he said that you're going to lose this battle. But see, that goes against the counsel of the other 400 people. Just because 400 people are in agreement doesn't mean that they're right. Hello? So now, Jehoshaphat gets the answer that he wants and the interesting thing is he still goes out with Jehoshaphat. And I wonder why did he do that? Why would you go, you why would you go out and battle with this guy? And the king himself, the Bible says he disguised himself and he told Jehoshaphat to go out in his royal armor so that he could look protect, you know, so he could be protected. And the Bible says by chance, he said the prophet told him, he said, if you come back from the battle, then I'm not hearing from God. <laughs> to send shockwaves through the kingdom because he said basically you're not coming back from the battle you're going to die that's the truth that many people don't want to hear but anyway you see that Jehoshaphat and, 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 and Ahab had made this allegiance and they go out to battle and at this battle they're, they're about to go out and, 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 they, and, and the army comes and they almost are going to shoot Jehoshaphat but they realize that, oh, wait a minute, that's not King Ahab, and they let him go. And the Bible says, by chance, an arrow went underneath the armor of King Ahab, and he died. Just as the prophet said, the one lone prophet who spoke differently from the other 400 prophets. See, there's a difference when you're speaking for God and when you're speaking for man. There's a difference. There's a difference. And the Bible says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So if you give somebody advice and they choose not to follow your advice and then they fail, then you don't sit in the seat of the scornful and mock them. You know what happened to Jehoshaphat? The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 8, 19, when he comes back from the battle, he gets rebuked by Jehud. He gets rebuked because God rebuked him for, he said, why did you go out with a wicked? You know, sometimes we only survive because it's the mercy of God. It's God's mercy in our life. And if without God's mercy, you and I, we would not exist. We would not exist. 
if God's mercy wasn't with us. But anyway, he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the guy, but his delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Well, what does that mean, meditate? What does that mean, meditate day and night? It means chew the cud. Years ago, I had the privilege of working on a farm and we would feed the cows at two in the morning, but at seven in the morning, the cows would still be eating because cows have compartments within their being that causes them to dump food in one section of the body and then they kind of regurgitate it and eat it all day. That's just the way their system works. And what he's given us here is a picture of what we should do with the word of God. We need to fill our being with the word of God so that when thoughts come to our mind that do not come from God, when words try to discourage us that do not come from God, we can regurgitate the word of God and we can speak to ourselves. <clears throat> One of the first things that God did in the book of Genesis, Adam had failed. The Bible says Adam and Eve had failed in the garden. And when God came to question them, nobody took responsibility for their actions. And God dealt with them and dealt with them severely. And, 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 and God asked Adam a question. He said, first of all, where are you? And who told you you were naked? Don't let someone else tell you who you are. We are dealing with a whole culture and a generation of people who are struggling with their identity, struggling with who they are. I don't like the way that I am, so I'll just make myself into another person. Listen, who God created you to be is the best version of who you can be. You are great because God created you and you were created in the image of God. I'm talking to somebody out there tonight that's struggling with their identity and they do not know who they are. But how I found out who I was and who I am in Christ is through the word of God. The word of God began to be revealed to me. My eyes began to be open and he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. The Bible tells us in uh, Joshua 1.8, it says, this book of the law you shall meditate on day and night. ends the chapter, the verse by saying, to make your way prosperous. See, people are trying so many different ways in life today to be prosperous. And you never think that you can be prosperous by just reading the word of God. You never think that you could be prosperous by just coming to trusting what God's word says. Believing what God's word says. The ungodly are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the ungodly 
The way of the ungodly shall perish. As we go through Psalms through these next few weeks, this is the beginning of what God is working and doing in our lives. As we go through these Psalms, as we uh, begin to try to understand who you receive counsel from is very, very important. As you go through these Psalms and you begin to read for yourself, this is the season that a person, a woman, a man, we need to live off revelation knowledge. See, I can accumulate a lot of knowledge. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, and that what he reveals to me, that's what I have for me and my children. So, there may be some things that God basically thinks is none of my business. I do not have to know everything. But the Bible says, in the multitudes of counselors, there is wisdom. Early on in my life, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable here. Early on in my life, I read a verse in the Bible. It says uh, that you have an anointing from the Holy One and you need no one to teach you. That's over in 1 John 2, 2, 2.20, I believe it is. So I literally believe that I didn't need nobody to tell me anything. I didn't need anybody else's counsel because I had the counsel of God. Boy, was I a fool. Boy, was, was I ignorant. I, I, just, I just blew everything because I thought I knew everything. Only for God to reveal to me, you don't know as much as you think you know. And since that time, I have accumulated a multitude of counselors, a network of men and women of God who speak into my life. Who help me see sometimes the blind spots that I don't see. You know when Jesus says forgive them because they don't know what they do. He didn't just say that as a passing statement. He said that because sometimes we really don't know why we do what we do. We do things and we ask the question. Oh I don't know why I did that. But in many ways we do know why we've done what we've done. We do because we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to appear to people that we don't have it all together or, or we don't know what we're doing. We don't, want, we don't want to be vulnerable. And if you're going to be successful in counseling, receiving counsel, understanding counsel, then you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be weak. The Bible says that when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. God is not looking for strong people. God is not looking for people who's got it all together. God is looking for people who realize their limitations. And they've come to the saving grace of the living God. They've come to the one who has all the answers. I've been saved now for 30 years by the grace of God. God has delivered me from 18 years of drug addiction. And for 18 years, I was a madman, crazy, running in the streets of New York City. But one night, that one fateful night when I had that encounter with Jesus, 
where he introduced himself to me and I didn't even know who he was. He just interrupted my life. I've never seen anybody who can blow your high the way Jesus can. He will interrupt your situation when it's your time. It's your time. Just ask Paul over in the book of Acts chapter 9. He's riding on his horse. Going into Jerusalem so he can do his damage in Damascus. He's riding because he thinks he's a bad boy. And the Bible says God knocked him off his horse. And the moment he got knocked off his horse, he knew exactly who it was. Because he said, who are you, Lord? Maybe you've been listening to counsel. Maybe you've been listening to your own counsel. Maybe you were like me. You don't need anybody to tell you what to do. Maybe it's not easy for you to trust people because you've been let down. You've been disappointed. You've been hurt. But here it tells us, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And what he's saying is, When you get counsel, not all counsel is good counsel. Sometimes people give you counsel out of their own pain, out of their own bitterness. Sometimes they give you counsel because they may not like the person that you're talking about or speaking to that you need help with. I thank God for the men and women that are in my life right now that help me see the blind spots, that help me see the areas of my life that I can't see, to help me grow as a man of God even 30 years later. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't have a problem with being vulnerable. And so I have a daughter and my daughter is about to have a baby and there was a time in my daughter's life where I was in absolute control as the parent because your children live under your roof. But as she began to grow and take on her own identity, my role with her had to change. I had to more reason with her and communicate with her. And sometimes she doesn't listen to my advice. She's a grown woman now. She does her own thing. But I don't stand in her way. Because the Bible says that one plants, one waters, God gives the increase. I've taught her the things of God. She knows where to go when she needs it. And I don't sit in the seat of the scornful that when I give her advice about something and she doesn't listen to me and she fails. One time, my daughter made a decision to buy a car and I thought it wasn't the best decision to make. She had a brand new car. It was paid for. And she decided to trade it in for another car. Took a couple of years to come around to realize the counsel that I was trying to tell her, but she realized that it was a bad decision. I made the mistake <laughs> of speaking to my daughter and using her failure as a 
reason to get my counsel across. And my daughter looked at me and said, now is not the time to tell me about that, daddy. I need my father. And I got rebuked (laughs) by my own daughter. Because sometimes when our kids do something that we don't agree with, we're almost like waiting to tell them, like, okay, now you're going to listen to me. No. They're still going to do what they think is right in their own eyes. And we just have to be there and support. Because we forget that when we first gave our life to God, we did the same thing. We didn't listen to God. And yet, His love for us never changed. Yet, the way He interacted in my life never changed he was just always there and I just want to be there for my daughter I just want to be there for my family when God gives me the opportunity to be there so when you're giving counsel to someone and you're teaching when you're giving counsel worldly counsel is not going to benefit you It's the counsel of God's word. It's the counsel of God's word. So that when God begins to work in your life, you have something to draw off of. You know, in Romans, in Romans, he says, the things that I do, I don't know why I do them. He's basically saying, I keep making these same mistakes and I don't know why I'm making the mistakes. Why do I make these mistakes? Who will deliver me from this body of sin, Paul says. He said, I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then he goes over to Romans 8.1. He says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of life in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, (laughs) has set us free from the law of sin and death. Now watch this. Here's some counsel for you today. You may be wondering why you're still struggling, maybe with an old addiction, maybe with an old problem. You may be struggling with something and you're wondering You're wondering why you're struggling with this issue. Because you have been governed by another law for many years. It has been the law of sin and death. But the Bible says that the law of sin and death, the Bible says, blesses the man, there's there's no condemnation to those who walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Then in Romans, he says, there's no condemnation to those who walk, not after the flesh, but after the spirit, for the law of life in Christ Jesus. See, the life is in Christ Jesus. The life is in Christ Jesus. You got to be in it to win it, people. (laughs) You got to be in it to win it. For the law of life in Christ Jesus. See, so in order to have the victory, you have to be governed by the law of life. In Christ Jesus. Stop listening to the old counsel. Stop listening to people who always say. You'll, you'll always this. People who make statements like you always. And you'll never. 
They're trying to keep you in the past. They're trying to keep you locked up in the prison. No, you have been set free. Do you think Paul the Apostle could have wrote half of the New Testament if he would have listened to the counsel of Ananias? Because when God knocked him off his horse, God told Ananias to go and pray for him. And Ananias literally said to God, are you sure? <laughs> this is the guy who's killing Christians. And you want me to go and minister to him, Lord? And God said, God's counsel said, he is my servant. And Paul, in closing, he wrote this word in Philippians Philippians chapter 3. This is a great portion of scripture for you always to remember. It will benefit you greatly. And Paul, if he would have always remembered about what he did, he wouldn't have been able to remember where he's going. The Bible says, that I might know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. He goes on to say in verse 13, he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things are behind, I press forward to the high calling in Christ Jesus. I press forward. So sometimes when somebody comes and reminds you, when the enemy comes to try to remind you, you ever heard that saying? When the devil comes and reminds you of your past with his counsel, remind him of his future, that you are going to be spending time with the Father in the kingdom. Let me pray for you right now. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy, God. You you see us as what we shall be, God, and not what we are. And when you look at us, Father, you see the finished product. God, teach us how to obey wise counsel. Teach us, God, how to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you for being here today, and I pray that it would minister to someone today. Father, that we will learn to lay it all down for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I thank you for joining us this afternoon for a house of the broken. And again, the phone number that we have is 484-273-2430. And you can come in. And you can call us at any time. Have a blessed night. Bye-bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 